we're taught as a society to buy this, travel here, do that, look like this. If you just look like this and have this kind of house and family and structure in your life, then you're going to feel a certain way. But it actually doesn't matter at all what's on the outside. It matters how you feel on the inside. So style is important to me because it's such an expression. And I really believe in women being fully expressed, whatever that means, because we're already stifled in so many ways, societally, culturally, religiously. What up, lady, and welcome back to the Style for Life podcast. It's your girl, Katie, here back with another episode. And today is a total banger. You are going to fucking love it. I promise today is a guest episode. I have on my new friend, my new fashion friend, Shazia. I'm on the life engineer. And today's episode is all about like engineering your life to create exactly what you want and to live fully expressed. But it's fun. It's the perfect episode for me, those episodes like where we go really, really deep and we share really deep information, inspirational tips and strategies, but have a really good time doing it. I think that's the true gem of this podcast, if I do say so myself, is we're all on this journey, right, to live these really amazing, expressive, full lives and go after our dreams. And that shit's hard and that shit's scary. So one of the things I really like to bring to this podcast and to my life in general is levity through humor and playfulness because it's all we really have, I think, right? Like, I obviously believe that um, our style is our medicine, but I don't know, neck and neck, it's like I have two kids here. I can't pick which one I love more, but comedy is right there with that. So I love when I get an episode that's really deep and inspirational and also super, super fun at the same time. And that's exactly what Shazia and I delivered on the show today. So if you need that, make sure you stay tuned. And when I tell you today is juicy, like, oh my God, hands down, one of the best, um, interviews. She's a fellow podcaster, life coach extraordinaire, right? She's really helping women live this fully expressed lives. We really focused on the importance of finding your style and how it helps. And really, not just your style, but investing in yourself and investing and surrounding yourself and adorning yourself with things that you think are beautiful. And it was such a fun conversation. And when I say that we talked about investing yourself, she shares the best story, okay? You have to hear it going from returning items to receive 22 cent refund to investing thousands and thousands of dollars in herself. She shares the journey and how she got there. So when I say like, it's real, it's raw, it's juicy, it's so good. It's not out of context, right? It's not like, oh, just invest thousands of dollars in yourself and your life would be amazing. Like she shares the journey and it's so fun and it's so good. We talk about dreaming. Again, we talk about style. We talk about fucking period underwear. I mean, we talk all the things. It's so funny. Um, there's so many great takeaways. Both of us had amazing like aha moments 
And this like casual conversation of just chatting, we were really getting to know each other live on the podcast and it was really fun. So if you are looking for a fun conversation that goes deep onto finding your style, reclaiming your own identity, um, knowing that you're worthy inherently, letting go of just some of the things that hold us back. One of the words that came up for us on the show a lot was stifled and how we are going from being stifled to expanding and really just full expression of ourselves in all areas of our lives. So whether that's your style, whether that's how you're showing up as yourself, as a wife, as a mom, as a partner, as whatever that is that um, you are, how we're allowed to be fully expressed and multidimensional at the same time and ebb and flow between those two things. So check it out. Like I said, amazing, fun episode. Before we recorded, we both had this like power lipstick moment where we were talking about lipstick. So I felt like today was a good episode, a good day to remind you guys that if you are looking for the perfect episode, you can pop on to katiejuststyle.com backslash lipstick. And I put together a little freebie called the ultimate lipstick guide. You guys know I'm obsessed with lipstick. And I just go through and talk about how I pick shades for myself, how to pick shades for yourself, how to pick shades for your mood. Maybe you're going on podcasts and maybe you're doing something new and scary in your life and you need your power shade. How to pick it, where to find it, my favorite brands, my favorite stay all day lipsticks and all of that juiciness. So you can go grab that, katiejuststyled.com backslash lipstick. And clearly, you know, I needed that URL because I had to have a URL <laughs> that had lipstick in it. Go grab that. If you love today's episode, share it with a friend. It's the easiest way to support the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, share it with a friend. If you feel called, review it tag me on Insta, share it on Instagram, whatever that feels like for you. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And other than that, like enjoy the shit out of it and have an amazing day. I will talk to you soon. See you on the flip side. Ladies, today's episode is going to be a treat. I'm super excited. I have the chills. Like we're just like, we're just going to hit record. We're just going to go because we just know this one's going to be magical. But today I have Shazia, the life engineer on my podcast, and we are going to break it down. What does that mean? And how do you use your style to engineer life? <laughs> that sounds like so opposite style and engineer your life. But we're going to, I promise it's going to be really fun. So thank you so much for having me, Katie. Yes. Um, <laughs> take a few minutes and introduce yourself and you have to bring, I mean, I wouldn't even let myself ask this question ahead of time. Cause I want to know, like, I'm so obsessed with the life engineer. Like I love that brand. <laughs> Thank you. Well, hello everyone. My name is Shazia Mon, the life engineer. And why is the life engineer? So in a previous life, which you know, in this life. But before I started what I'm doing now, I was an engineer, which fun fact, quite disappointed my father who wanted me to be a doctor. So I don't know if you know about Indian families, but the expectation is you better be a doctor. And so when I decided to be an engineer, well, that was just a huge disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> doctor, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So um, I did the traditional route. You know, I, I got my engineering degree. I did uh, management consulting for over two decades at Fortune 500 companies. I did the whole corporate life. I rocked it out, you know. I did the whole thing. Um, but like so many others, there was something missing. And I had to go on my own soul, soul journey that, you know, life sometimes happens for a reason. I have a lot of heartache and loss in my life. We'll save that for another episode. But that really took me on this journey to where I am today, which is um, being a transformational coach, a speaker, host of the podcast, Feminine and Fulfilled, and leaving that corporate life, leaving the checkbox life, leaving that life filled with expectations and living a life that fills my soul and fills the souls of other women. And it's just, it's so rewarding and looking fabulous while doing all of it. Uh, Yes. I love it. Um, So just listening to you talk again, I just have big chills, which I already knew we would. Like as soon as we connected, we were like, yeah, this is a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So listening to you talk a little bit, I've have, you know, similar parallels in that story. Do you think, and this is a little tangent, but I'm just curious, do you think that you can feel really fulfilled and and hold a corporate position? I actually do. I really believe that fulfillment comes from within. Mm. And that may sound cliche, except it's actually really true. So yeah. oftentimes we're looking for something outside of ourselves to bring us the fulfillment. And that's what we're taught as a society to buy this, travel here, do that, look like this. If you just look like this and have this kind of house and family and structure in your life, then you're going to feel a certain way. But it actually doesn't matter at all what's on the outside. It matters how you feel on the inside. And so to me, when I think about fulfillment, it really is, are you doing the things in your life that are fulfilling? And for some people, having a corporate career can be that thing because you have that safety, that security, that stability. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can also be the thing that stifles you because you're a free spirit and you want to be out there soaring high. So I don't think it's about whether or not you have a certain kind of job or business. I think it's really about connecting to what your soul wants and aligning to that, whatever that is. Mm, so beautiful. Because um, listening to you talk... So of course, there's that trigger moment for me. And corporate is, can be very stable until the day you get fired over Zoom in the pandemic after 11 years. And then you're like, that wasn't very stable. <laughs> is that what happened to you? Yes. Oh my God. Tell me what happened. Yes. Um, so I actually went to um, fashion school, right? In 1999, I always joke about before the internet was really invented, where we were just playing around with it. So in living in Virginia, I was like, well, you can't actually get a job. Wait, um, hold on. Pause. I grew up in Virginia too. Where? In Northern Virginia. I grew up in Sterling and then oh. went to Reston. Okay. So I went, well, I grew up in Virginia Beach. Um, and then got it to school in Richmond, um, VCU, the art school there. So I'm a Hokie from Virginia Tech. Well, now I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so now we live in Williamsburg and that is, uh, that's all that everyone, like all of my neighbors, they, I will just tell them, everybody, make sure you listen to this hokey episode with my new friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go hokies. Okay. Oh, sorry. We digressed. Okay. We're totally digressing, but I was going to say, 
all the things you had said about like you can feel this and you can feel that and you can look a certain way and you can have all the boxes right you can have the house you can have the career you can have the quote-unquote income that you thought was going to like save your life and make everything easy and then one day you're like this sucks and then a couple years later you you know whatever but um so I'm always interested in that I'm trying to unpack that for myself because my journey is not everybody's journey and I do believe that definitely some people can be fulfilled there so I had to ask, but you'd said, um, so I'd love to transition that into that style conversation around, like, just look a certain way and look this way on the outside and mm-hmm. connect that back to the inside. Cause I know both of us have a deep love for fashion and style, but we use it as a tool for ourselves to get that inner fulfillment. And mm-hmm. so many times I feel like I'll say to someone, like, you're not dressing for other people. You're dressing for yourself. And there's like this aha moment that switches over because I, you know, like in my experience, right, with society, we, you know, dress this way, look this way, do this thing. There's all these rules, your mom, your sister, your grandma is teaching you all these things that you should be doing and you should be wearing this. Or if you have this body type, do this or don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But then if you, so it's hard for some people to pull those things apart when it comes to who am I? And yeah, Katie talking about style all the time. That's so face value when I know it's so much deeper than that. So let's tear that apart for a little bit. Yeah. Let's get for into sure. it. So one of the things I really want to get into that we connected on was like that importance of finding your style. I'd love to know for you why it was so important. And then we'll get into part two of that is in like, how did you, one of the things that we talked about or chatted about was you um, wrote down, follow your own trends. And I was like, oh, immediately, like my little feelers went off. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, we need to talk about this. Mm-hmm. So why is style important to you? And then let's hop into like, how did you find it for yourself and know that it's just yours? Yeah. So style's important to me because it's such an expression. And I really believe in women being fully expressed, whatever that means, because we're already stifled in so many ways, societally, culturally, religiously, whatever you, I mean, you can use so many things, the patriarchy. I mean, we're (laughs) stifled in all the ways. (laughs) Yeah. So to be fully expressed is so important. And I think style is such a great way to do that. That's just it's just such a way to express like who you are and whether it's wearing a certain color or a certain style or a lipstick, like Katie, your lipstick is on point right now. I know no one can see it, but oh my God, like I am just into it. It can change everything. And it just says something and we get to show up and be seen. Mm -hmm. So That's another podcast episode, but I was thinking that this morning, like I've really, this journey and styling women and myself over the last three years, I keep saying like, it's not about the clothes. It's Mm -hmm. never about the clothes. You think you're coming to me because you want me to tell you what to wear or shop it for you, but it's not that. There's Mm -hmm. really so much unpacking that goes into it because like you said, we have been stifled in so many ways and it is that how can I be seen? Am I allowed to be seen? Is it safe to be seen? Mm-hmm. And that comes up in so many ways. Mm-hmm. You have any personal experience with any or all, all of those? Like, I feel like that's a, like a process that we go through as we begin to unlock our style. 
Yeah, you know, I have to actually share a story. It keeps coming up to share. So, and it is actually, it's related to style, but not clothing. So I had this friend, this was back when I was in corporate. I was um, in my first marriage and I had a home that if you came to, it looked really beautiful, right? Like all of the rooms are nicely decorated, not over the top, just nice. And she had come over, she was doing a feng shui consultation. And she comes to our master bedroom and she walks in to this literally white wall, sterile room, a mattress on a box spring with this olive green, almost vinyl polyester fabric comforter on top, a box as a nightstand. And that was it. So she's like, Shazia, your house is so beautiful. Like what's happening in this room? And I was like, oh, you know what? No one's ever going to see it. Who cares? And in that moment, she didn't even have to say anything. As soon as I said it, I was like, the light bulb went off. And I realized that what I was doing was for the world, I was putting on something, making that look nice, but I didn't actually value what was on the inside. And that's what my master bedroom represented, right? It's like, this is a place where I go as a sanctuary, where I spend a, a third of my life sleeping, right? And I'm just like, it doesn't matter. Who cares? No one's going to see it. So I was putting my worth based on what people would see. And that's what was worthy, not actually what was me, what mattered to me, what I thought about me. And I immediately decided to invest in my my room. And what I did is um, I actually worked with an interior designer and um, this feng shui, feng shui consultant as well. And I created this beautiful sanctuary. I mean, it, to this day, when I come, it's not my primary home anymore, but when I come to it, I just love and adore it. Like it's the place that I made every piece something meaningful, something beautiful. I It was my vision. It was not anything that was trendy. Um, it was not anything that every single person would love, but you know who loved it? I did. And it became this magical place because I had put all of this love into it. And it would be the place that I wanted to come to. I would bring my cup of tea and I would sit in bed and I would look at the beautiful Palladian blue walls and this um, art piece in front of the bed, this wood carving that had come from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And I and and I was sitting back on a restoration hardware tufted like backboard. I mean, it was just divine with crystal sconces from Horchow. I mean, just it was decadent and beautiful and peaceful. And that's where I began to dream. And that is where the life I'm living today came from was that moment of deciding that I was worth, I was worth investing in making beautiful from the inside out from what I wanted. I'm going to start crying because it was such a pivotal moment in my life. And that is where it all began was, was making that decision. Mm, Letting yourself be surrounded by things that were beautiful to you. Mm -hmm. Even though no one else is going to see them that it's such a beautiful story. It's such a beautiful metaphor. And that is what I feel feel like that's what I want to break. Like I want to break that. So 
I can tell you there's two things that everyone says to me. One, you know, I'm not at the weight I want to be at. And the other is, well, I don't leave my house. Why do I need nice clothes? Mm. Because you are wearing those nice clothes every day, every day. Yes. I don't care if you're leaving your house. Like, are you looking at yourself in the mirror as you walk through the house? Are you washing your hands? Like, that's one of my favorite analogies. I'm always like, are you hydrating? Because if you're hydrating, you're also <laughs> washing your hands a thousand times a day. And is that woman reflecting back to you? The woman that you desire to be, is she dreaming? Does she look like she's capable of dreaming? Like, we're only oh, worse enemy. Who cares if anyone else is seeing your outfit or your yeah. home? Yeah. yeah. Are you not worthy of being beautiful for yourself? Yes. And that is where everything changes. Yes. That to me was like the beginning nugget up to getting back to this. And I like to tell the story about going to college for fashion in 1999 because I got so far off of it and I got so lost that it took me from the year 1999 to 2020 to remember, 21 years, to remember that this was something that was powerful to me, that meant something to me at one time that was worth an you know, multi-thousand dollar education. And it took the pandemic and it actually took me having that same mindset. Like that was the moment is the worst day in April. And my coach said, what's different about today? Why is today so much harder for you than yesterday? I was like, I didn't get dressed. I didn't even take a shower because why do I need to? No one's going to see me. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to leave my house. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to do anything. And she said, tomorrow you're going to get dressed. And you're going to put on that lipstick. And then I just started taking pictures of myself on my lipstick and posting them on Instagram. And then here we are. And that has nothing to do with anyone but myself. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, this tool is something that we have so much access to. Like you have to sleep in the bedroom every night, right? Like you're sleeping in the bedroom every night. You're getting dressed every day. And like you said, like I love what you said about here are the hundred things we're stifled by on a daily basis, but this is actually the something you actually have full, complete control over. Oh, I'm just, your story, just thank you so much. I love when people get choked up, not because I want people to cry in the podcast, but I just know that like we're speaking from our hearts when we get that connected. Let's talk a little bit about investing in ourselves. And like you'd said about using the interior decorator, I used one to do my closet. I wasn't brilliant enough to come up with the beautiful lipstick wallpaper. It's gorgeous. <laughs> and all the things. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. And it's changed my life. Um, Changed my life. But let's talk about investing and how it's scary and also how necessary it is. Because I know that you believe, obviously, like myself, to the importance of investing in a stylist, the importance of investing yep. in the um, interior decorating, of getting help, even though we are co-creating what we believe in. So can you, I know you've worked with other stylists in the past and it's something that you're passionate about. Can you talk a little bit about that journey, why it's important and why it's so necessary? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love investing in myself and I just have to, I have to give a context in, in case somebody out there is like, oh, well, that's just what you do and you have a lot of money. I just have to give you a little bit of a context because if my bestie was on here right now, she would share this super embarrassing story. So I'm just going to go ahead and share it myself. Um, I'm the kind of person who literally, I once returned a piece of paper to Michael's, a 22 cent piece of paper. (laughs) I believed it was necessary because I'm not going to use it. So let me just go ahead and return it. 
And she was with me and she's like, Shazia, you did not bring me here to return this piece of paper. I said, yes, because it was a piece of cardstock. It wasn't just a piece of paper. I feel like I'm talking to her now. (laughs) I I just want to give my context. I'm not the kind of person who would spend on myself. Okay. So what I'm sharing right now about investing, you got to hear me out on this. Okay. Because it was a big quote from the whole episode one, because my husband edits and he needs to hear this. Uh, it's amazing because that's him. He's like, okay, like whatever I can do to save money. Shazia, I'm in love with you. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. So I went from saying I'm going to return something for 22 cents to now I've invested at, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in myself and all sorts of things. And, you know, particularly around stylists and anything related to style, the reason that it's important to me and I've made it a part of what I invest in is because do I have a sense of style? Yeah, I do. I can go shopping, but you know what? I actually hate shopping. I I don't like it. I find it to be overwhelming. Like it, to me, it feels like a waste of time. Please don't take offense um, <laughs> for me saying that, but it does because it's not something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't derive pleasure from it, but I derive pleasure from looking good. And so for me, what I've realized is that, sure, I can spend the time, the energy, and then feel drained and then have like a decent outfit, or I can go to the expert. And this is why I invest. I love investing in experts, somebody like you, Katie, who you love what you do. You love styling. You love pairing things. You love seeing a woman and what's going to look best on her that she feels really good in. And I love that experience when I work with a stylist and she's like pulling out the clothes at the store and then taking me to the fitting room and then ooing and eyeing over stuff or being like, oh, no, girl, don't get that. I love that. I love that experience. I feel spoiled. I feel good. And you know what? At the end, it took so much less time. It made it so much more fun. I'm going home with clothes that I look good in. I know what to do. And now... When I go out, people think like I am so fashionable. When I tell them I hate shopping, they don't understand. And I tell them, I'm like, oh, actually, I use stylists. This isn't this isn't me, but we co-create it. Yes. So to me, you're saving my time has value, my energy has value. And saving that is priceless, right? Like I'm investing to save that. And that feels amazing. I mean, it really is priceless and it's really actually, it actually doesn't cost that much either. I think there's this notion that it's like so expensive, but actually with all the stylists I've worked with, yes, it's an investment, but it's nothing like, oh my God, you're going to break the bank. Mm -hmm. I love what you said, co-creation. That is my favorite word to use. It's the word, anytime I meet someone new for the first time, this is a co-creation because without Mm -hmm. you, I can't shop for you. Like, I need to know you, right? Like, that's my goal is to, like, make you feel amazing. And truth be told, I don't know if I love shopping. I love intentional shopping, right? Like, shopping for the woman, knowing what we're shopping for. I always use the analogy of, like, so my big block in life is food. (laughs) Like, I will Mm. get anyone to do anything 
for food. <laughs> That's where I'm like, oh, my time and money. And I always use that example of like, you don't just walk into the grocery store hungry without a grocery list. Like everyone knows that's not a good idea, right? <laughs> you're not going to leave with complete meal and you're just going to buy things that look good and you're going to fall victim to all the good marketing that's out there, right? Yes. So same, like when I'm shopping and looking, like now I pay attention. So it's always from a different point of view, but I don't love just walking in a mall just to walk in a mall. I love to walk into a mall with a purpose, with a mission, with like the energy. And then I feel like, and I love to go real woo into this. And I just feel like the clothes kind of find you and like, you're like drying it and you just like know what they are. So I really yes. love said co-creation. Um, another thing that came up for, uh, when you were saying like, oh, people are like, oh, I'm so stylish. And you're like, yeah, well, I use a stylist. Another thing I've come across and every, you know, people can have different things in there. There's no shame in this. There's not a shame game in this. I've had people say that to me, like, I'm embarrassed that I don't know how to get myself dressed. Don't be embarrassed, honey. This is an amazing opportunity for you. Like, if you're worthy of this and you want to invest in it, go for it. There's no, I mean, I don't do my own hair. I don't do my own fingernails. There's no shame. (laughs) There's no shame support. And I think for women, that ties back to that like superwoman thing that we're constantly against. It's like, I've got to raise my kids and my house has to be beautiful. I have to be beautiful. And I have to have this amazing career and have dinner on the table every single night. There is no shame in getting support. And I don't even like to use the word help. Uh, there's no shame in co-creating, having a team. Like, I'm part of your team, right? Don't you? Yeah. Extensions of your team, of your business, of your life. And, it, you know, it makes things more efficient. It just, it really does. And that's, I'm an engineer who focuses on efficiency. So <laughs> yes. I, I am all about it. You know, I think the the whole shame game around support it is totally there and we just get to cut it out it's like i don't even want to talk about that we're just going to let it go just go ahead what's going to make your life easier that's what i talk to women about what's going to make your life easier you can make your life easier you really can like there's nothing that should stop any of us from making life easier because nobody puts more pressure on a woman than her own self And this is a permission slip right now, like right now, whatever it is that you need in your life and it will make it easier, do it. It's a game changer because like we get to feel good. Yes. We get to feel good. We get to enjoy our lives. We get to look good, feel good, be good. I mean, it it seems so simple and yet it seems to be the hardest thing as women for us to really embrace and so just full on permission slip to whatever it is i know somebody right now is listening and it's like yes that thing you're thinking of yes that that you're allowed to receive it yeah i've been practicing that's like my i've been writing that for at least two or three years now like my business is fun and easy you know, my clients are fun and easy. My kids are fun and easy. <laughs> like yes. all, all day. And I, I'm constantly trying to let myself receive that. Um, and just recently, my husband or my kids, if they offer to do something, I have to I have to let them do it. Like that's something I've been trying for myself is if they offer and so I say, oh no, I got it. I'm fine. I just say, okay. And just, I have to walk out of the room. I have to like put my hand over my mouth. (laughs) I'm not perfect (laughs) at it. (laughs) But I'm really trying to, if I catch it, 
where someone's offering to do something for me. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. And like fiercely independent. I'm definitely like the oldest child. Fierce, Same. <laughs> fiercely independent. We talked about Enneagram 3, overachiever. Yes. <laughs> so it's totally <laughs> like, um, And that has open me up because it starts with the little habits, right? It starts with just mm-hmm. like the little ease of, you know, receiving, you know, even advice from a podcast sometimes and just. Yes. Yeah. You know what I even did before I, I got a stylist and then I'm, I'm really glad I got a stylist <laughs> uh, because it was helpful, but it was still like not to the, what I wanted, but it was good practice is when I would go in stores, I would actually ask the person working there for help. Yes. You know, when they're like, yes. well, can I help you with today? Most of time you're like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Right. The same thing of saying, no, no, no. And I'd be like, okay, actually like I need some clothes or I'm looking for this thing, you know, and you will be surprised. I know, well, you won't be, but the proverbial. I would, I've been there. <laughs> will be surprised, but the, the level at people, the level at which people want to actually help. You know, like people aren't just saying that just because they're supposed to. People love helping, but if there's nobody to receive it, then how can they help? So on the other side too, I don't know if you're like this, but I love helping people. I love it. Like I love supporting. I love like, oh, you need something. Okay. Let me, what can I do to make it happen? It makes me feel really good. But then why is it receiving is so hard? So I think about the gift to give somebody by receiving the gift that they're giving. Yes. It's so true. Like I have a really good example of that one time, um, in my corporate job and like our little snack area. And I was behind someone in the line at the vending machine and her credit card or the dollar or whatever, wasn't working. I can't remember. And I said, here, let me get that for you. And she was like, no. And I said, do it for me. Let me feel good about buying your drink today. Yes. And then she said, well, if you put it like that, and as a guest, and I'll never forget that moment because I was like, I'm not necessarily doing it for you. I'm actually really doing it for myself still. <laughs> yes, I love, and I love that you saw that too. Yes, exactly. I mean, so it's it's a gift that gives, that gives, and gives, and gives. I mean, receiving's a part of that. So when we're saying no to somebody, when we're saying no, literally, but also figuratively and energetically, it's like stopping a gift that is coming our way. And if we were to give a gift to somebody and they were like, I don't want your gift. You're beautifully wrapped with the perfect bow on top. No, don't give that to me. I mean, that would feel really poopy. So on the flip side, it's like when somebody receives it and they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. You know, this is amazing. Then you want to give more gifts. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing receiving, receive openly and more and more will come to you. So important. I'm so glad that this conversation has gone that way because I think that's, it's really hard. It's so extremely hard to receive. And we do it, like I said, all the time, accepting compliments. Like even when you were like, oh my God, you look amazing. I was like, oh, it's my camera. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, partly it is, but it's hard. It's hard to receive that. Mm -hmm. I mean, gift giving is a really good example. Like it's so awkward to open a gift. At least I think so. Like to open a gift in front of people. But I'm like, I, when, when I do that for friends, I'm like, no, I want you to open it. Like, you yes. have a reaction to a gift. You can't. If you hate it, then sucks to be me. I should have thought I knew you better. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. There's so much pleasure derived when you give it and then the person appreciates it and loves it. And, you know, the compliment, I love that you brought that up because the compliment thing, I mean, I just tell women now, like when they, um, when they try to deflect and I'm like, okay, just here's a, here's a pro tip. Just say, thank you. And if you have to like seal your lips, seal them, you know, that's a great practice is to really just start saying, thank you. Period. Period. Even if you're, yeah. it's kind of like receiving the help when I have to say, okay, <laughs> walk out the room. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to walk out of the room. You know what to do. You know what to do. Well, I mean, for me, it. it was, it was such a lesson to learn too. I mean, now when I receive compliments, I like, I'm all the way about it. I'm too much. And I'm glad I'm like, thank you so much. I do look fabulous. You know? like, you like this. Oh my God. I know me too. It like makes my boobs look great. Doesn't it? I don't even have a bra <laughs> on right now. <laughs> And I go. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. Yes, I love this so much. Um, this is personally why I love style because it's a vehicle that it is physical. It is quote unquote surface level when we can see it, but it's also why we get to create connections with women. And I love like now when I go out and someone does give me a compliment on my outfit, I also, it's an amazing conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Now, if say if we were living by each other and we're in the same target and you walked up to me and you were like, I love that purple jumpsuit, I'd be like, that's my people. Like if mm-hmm. you are willing to come up and talk to me about it, but be like, you like this outfit that I have on and I feel fully expressed in this outfit and you appreciate that, that means you probably are going to also appreciate other pieces of who I am as Katie, not what I'm wearing. Such a good point. I've never thought about that, but you're right. It creates connection. It softens everything immediately. Like the first time I had this experience, I live in a smaller town and obviously it's not very fashion forward. Um, And well, in all fairness, it was a retirement community until all of us, what are we called? Like the younger people who start making money and like, you want your kids to live somewhere nice, right? (laughs) And so we all moved in. Um, and it's slowly but surely changing. I remember I was in Target and one of the ladies at Target that worked there was like, I had on these cheetah print Converse and she was like, oh my God, I love your shoes. And I was like, well, fuck, that feels good. And I actually don't know, imagine that I don't know where something in Target is, but I didn't, whatever that was that day, I didn't know where it was. And it softened me enough to be like, hey, like now I can ask her for the help. And, you know, I realized in that moment, like what a conversation starter this is. Yes. She sees me for who I am in these shoes. And that means there's a piece of her that recognizes a piece of herself in me. And that is powerful. Yes. Yeah. I am so taking that Katie because I've never actually made that connection about the connection and the softening. Um, like at this level, I love that you're right because, and it, it creates your, she saw something in you. Yeah. And now you two are connected and yeah. No, every single time I go in my local Target, like I said, it's not a big town. You know, I always see her. She's extra nice. I'm extra nice. It just makes the whole experience of like running an errand at Target just a much better experience. And like, mm-hmm. since I became a stylist and, you know, you start to uncover these things and you start to dig into the blocks because you start to repeat, right? A lot of us are doing the same things and having the same experience, right? From our culture, yeah. et cetera. I will run these little experiments because now I see all of it as a social social experiment. I will run these little experiments and like I'll wear something to the store and then like, you know, someone will comment and it's just 
the gift, the giving and the receiving. And it's very powerful. Um, and, you know, people use it all the time for like networking and branding. And yes, I agree with all of that a thousand percent. But like in my day-to-day life as a mom and as a wife and just the mundane, like mm-hmm. I love my style is a way to connect there too because if I'm in Trader Joe's and um, well they talk to you anyway. my favorite place in the world <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're gonna talk to you anyway you don't even have to yeah <laughs> but you know you're like hey you know it, we say a lot of times like it's hard to make friends as an adult but that's one amazing way because like gosh if I saw you and like, like, I know I tagged one of your uh, photo shoot photos, but I'm sure that if I saw you in Trader Joe's one morning, like we'd be instant friends. And then a week from that, we'd be having coffee. And the next thing you know, we're business owners. And now, you know, we're, yeah. you know, I don't know where it's going to take you. And, oh, girl, I could just keep going. I I need you to talk. This isn't my <laughs> interview. Well, I'm feeling it because you know what it's bringing up is that. You know, when I really dress up in something that I love, right? Like, I feel really good in it. It doesn't always have to be like I'm totally did. You know, of course, I feel great in those moments too. But when I feel just really good and I'm ready to be seen, because there are times where I actually still don't want to be visible. I'll talk about that too, where I will, I will not wear any makeup and wear something where I am literally wanting to hide and people won't notice me. And that's okay. I, I give myself grace for that. I don't have to dress up all the time. One of my favorite things to do. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. And the times where I really put on something that I feel really good in and I go out. Oh, I love it when people like, sometimes people will stop me and just be like, whoa, like you look really good. And I'll tell you, I enjoy that. I really do. Because as somebody who thought I needed to be invisible for so long, you know, growing up, I grew up in a small white town and I'm, I'm a Brown, I'm an Indian girl, you know, or Indian American. I thought that I was supposed to be invisible. And now when I'm really seen, it makes such an impact to know that I am being seen and I I'm being seen in a very powerful way. I'm still this petite, like five foot one, you know, woman, But I feel like when I'm seen and I first am seeing myself and then others are seeing me, I feel like I'm standing like I'm six feet tall and really exuding and radiating that power. And that in and of itself is so impactful, whether it's conscious or subconsciously. And that feels really good. And that comes from stepping into my style been being visible and being vibrant and showing up in color and saying, Hey, I'm here. Yes. I love that so much. So powerful. Um, beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. What let's dig into the hiding. Cause I love that flip side to it too. Cause it's like, I don't always go to Trader Joe's looking like this. Most of the time I don't. Mm-hmm. I used to, I don't know why this feels like an I guess maybe because of the pandemic, one of my favorite places to go not dressed up is like the gas station, which is weird because I feel like I don't go to the gas station anymore. So I don't (laughs) know why that stands out. (laughs) But like if I'm standing at the pump pumping gas, I'm like, I don't want someone to talk to me. Like I don't want, so I, I am hiding. I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. And expanding. So let's talk about hiding first. Yeah. So hiding's interesting because sometimes I just, I just don't want to be seen But it's not even that I don't want to be seen. What it's really turned into is this. I used to feel like 
I'm going to give a really, um, the example for me, I have dark under eye circles. Okay. And for most of my life, I felt like as soon as I learned how to wear makeup, I had to wear concealer. Like I could not walk out of the house without concealer because if I didn't, then I would look ugly. Like I just, I had to, and I got to this place in my life where I actually was okay with being seen without it. So now I'll go out all the time sans makeup. Like I don't need makeup and I'm still okay showing up. Like, but there are times where I, I do want to just be a little bit invisible. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm like, I'm tired or I just don't have the energy. So there are moments like that, but I'm also just as confident to still talk and interact with or without makeup. I mean, with or without the concealer, that was my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and so, yeah, it's interesting because like, sometimes I want to be invisible, but sometimes I'm okay being visible just as I am too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I I think what you said is what it is for me is, is the energy. Like it's like, I'm recharging my battery and Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, say it's been a really busy week at work and it's Saturday morning and I'm going to Trader Joe's or wherever it's, I really want to recharge a little bit and I'm, I would say I'm probably an extrovert, right? So, but you know, every now and then we still have to recharge. I'm the same, yeah. And that's yeah. how I see it. It's like I'm hiding because I'm trying to like reserve a little bit of my energy because either I'm coming off of something really big or I'm heading into something really big. But I can't like share that energy with you this morning, Trader Joe's. I got to keep it for myself. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I'm not a bee about it, but yeah, sometimes I'm like, okay, as long as you just don't look at me, I don't have to expend any energy. Yes. So. <laughs> Peopling today, so yeah. I'm not wearing lipstick. That's how you know. Like I, I had a friend that said that one time. She was like, um, "I feel like this is a different lipstick." And like I've always talked about my moods matching my lipstick. And she was like, "So is this like our we're not peopling today lipstick?" I was like, "You nailed it." <laughs> I love that. You know, like if you see the, what is it? Like if you see like hanging something on the door, don't come knocking or whatever. It's like, if I don't have on my bright lipstick, uh, don't. Today's not the day, honey. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, like not to get political, but we went voting. I was like, you know, I think I'm going to wear a different lipstick shade for this event. (laughs) I'm not really peopling, right? (laughs) Oh my God. I know. Walk in and walk out. Yes. (laughs) We're not drilling the tension to ourselves right now. Yes. We're using our power in a different way today. <laughs> yes. So true. Um, I think there's the awareness is key, right? I think awareness is queen all the time. So the awareness is I'm intentionally choosing to not be seen versus yeah. I'm stuck in the habit of not being seen or I think I don't have permission to be seen. Yes. and And for me too, like, um, another piece to this, I don't know if it's fully related, but it was, it's also not having to prove how I'm seen. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, so back to the concealer, like, I don't have to prove that I don't have dark under eye circles. Like I just, I just do. I don't have to be completely did for you to validate me. Yes. I felt like I had to be like that. And I think sometimes we've taken that on. Um, as women too, that maybe we won't be taken as seriously or we have to look a certain way. But to me, it's very empowering to say, I don't have to be validated or prove myself. I am beautiful just as I am. Yes. Um, with or without concealer, with or without lipstick, with or without the fabulous outfit. So 
you know, that for me was, that was a, it was something subtle, but very powerful shift for me to get to that place where I was no longer like, okay, but if I don't wear this concealer, then, you know, who am I? Yes. Yes. You're inherently worthy. You don't have to wear the lipstick and you don't have to get dressed up or anything. Um, That kicked up another misconception for me too, is the, like, you have to constantly have on this like fabulous outfit. I am casual. Like give me jeans and a t-shirt all day. Um, One of my other stylist friends did a post and was like, there's a difference between getting dressed and getting styled. Like you get dressed every day, but Mm -hmm. reality again, right? That you're putting behind the outfit, like you're taking the time to roll up the sleeves or add the belt or make sure that your pants aren't like, you know, dragging or whatever those intentional styling fixes that we need that work better with our bodies because we're allowed to do that. So it's not always around, you're allowed to wear leggings and sweatpants, but they're not allowed. Well, I mean, they're allowed. Anything's allowed, but (laughs) they shouldn't have holes, right? They shouldn't have holes and dog hair on them. (laughs) Can we just talk about that though? Like, can we just talk about external, but let's also go. I want (laughs) to, I just want to talk about the holy thing for a minute. The holy items. Can we just talk about the internal, the external, because even the intimates, like holy intimates, no, that's a no. Can we have that conversation? Yes. So I've made, well, I've only made a handful of reels in my life. And one of them was kind of like, I was like, fine, I'm just going to make a reel. And I made a reel. And it was like three things that are killing your confidence. And the first one I said was like, your holy underwear. That reel has more likes and more has gotten me started more conversations than anything (laughs) in my life. And then, of course, I sent an email and everyone's like, oh, my God. And I was just recently talking about this on um, Style After Motherhood podcast. And I was like, when your kids underwear gets stains or holes, do you continue to make your children wear them? No, you don't. You go to Target and you get another $8 pack of underwear. Why? Why are we doing that? It's the biggest yes. yes. It's so funny you said that's one of your most popular things because I have a blog post about it, um, about your nasty panties. Yes. Most popular one. I mean, people are always responding. They're always talking about it. And it's true. Just like you said, for anybody else, like you would never let them walk around with it. Somebody that you love and care about. But again, are you allowing yourself? Like, no, nothing should nothing should have holes. I mean, unless it's intentional and jeans and whatever we know, but like, yes, no, no more holy panties. No, they're unholy. They're unholy. <laughs> um, when I, I have a freebie on like how to dress for your cycle in 2020, when I got off of birth control after way too many years, um, that was the first thing I did is instead of like your period panties were always deemed like your ugly, gross, stained underwear that you saved that were the holy ones. The first thing I did is I invested in all really cute period panties. And then I actually got real ones that I could actually wear. And it was, it's the favorite thing I did. Now I'm like, I kind of look forward to it. I'm like, oh, I get these to wear these really special. And I only wear them during that phase of my cycle. And energetically, because I am going to wear sweatpants, I am going to wear looser mm. face clothes. I'm not probably wearing all the makeup, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, and I was like, the last thing I'm going to do on this new journey mm-hmm. in my 40s is wear shitty underwear while I'm also bleeding because I'm a fucking goddess. And this is why I'm bleeding. <laughs> it's 
such a game changer. I love that. I've got to, I've got to incorporate that because I, I'm going to incorporate that because I take my nastiest ones, the ones that are like on the way out. And then I make that my period panties, Girl. but I'm going to get some nice new ones. <clears throat> yes. I got like just all dark ones. And then, so if you had a ax, you know, a leak or something like, and I'm like, these are them and, or like at night, like I'll sleep in them. And I'm like, yep. And then if anyone's wondering, I swear by thinks like if you're looking for like actual underwear to bleed in. Okay. Have you used it? Does it work? I use them exclusively for two or three years now. Wait, with yeah. nothing else? Nothing else. I even have thongs for light days. Hold on. But is your cycle heavy? I don't think like the first two days are heavy for me. Like I yeah, it to my own. Um, so in comparison to someone like who's using tampons, so I don't have, it's probably not going to leak through if I was using tampons, you know, I would change them regularly. Like as I go to the bathroom throughout the day. Okay. So, so you're not- changing them out. No, I'm saying if I was going to compare the underwear to using a tampon, like as far as how heavy my period is, yeah, say that in the beginning part of my period, I only need would need like a regular absorbency tampon. So if oh, you're, okay, got it. Got and it. I can okay. wear those underwear all day, so I will put them on for like the working day, and then I will switch them out for the evening sleep, then wake up and get a new pair. So I will do like two pairs a day. But where does it go? I don't, I don't know. It's like magic. So it's like, it's not there. It absorbs it. It's like, it's not there. And then I rinse them out and my sink. And then I'm like, look, there's all the blood. And I'm like, where the fuck was it all day? It's so weird. I know. And I was so hesitant, but I'm a firm believer. And obviously like practice what I preach and like experimenting on myself first, right? Before I tell people about clothes and brands and products. And I'm obsessed. So then when I'm going to get it, well, I got obsessed with those. And then for like lighter days, they have like thong underwear and I'll just wear the, and those are my favorite. Cause I don't like no panty liners, you know, and it's already light anyway. So it's when my daughter, so she's nine. So I was like, when my daughter starts, absolutely. That's what we're starting with. Okay. This is why I'm here today. I'm here. I I came (laughs) today to learn this because for years I've been like, how does things work? And I want to get it because the ads are amazing. And I'm like, this looks so cool. But then I'm also like, I don't get it. I just do not get it. Yeah. I don't like when I said, this was a really big practice for me. And like, you know, I was losing my job around the same time and I wanted to really reclaim that part of my body and my health. And I really wanted to get reconnected with my body. And so for me, it was a really big practice, a really big ritual. And I was like, I'm going to get new underwear. I'm going to like, I'm here for this. And I tried a cup at first. Um, Yeah, I tried the cup. And like, maybe I figured out where to put it. But I that. Okay, like full transparency, two vaginal births, and I have not mastered the cup. (laughs) But... I was like, let me try these underwear. And I started like at night and I was like, all right, that's cool. And then I just like, I am working from home. So there was that ease of like, okay, I can try this out at home. And if I need mm-hmm. a tampon or something different, I can. Um, but I'm, I'm obsessed. Like I have, I'm getting them. I have like five or six pairs. And like, I just like rotate them through that. I've washed them endlessly because I will like even wash them that week and just kind of reuse them. I've washed them endlessly. They're super easy. I mean, people all have different relationships with this, but like when I do wash them out and there's like the blood coming out, I know it might sound gross, but to me, it's like, it just helps me reconnect. I think it's magical to me. I feel like I'm, I don't know. It's just proof to me of like, 
how divine I really am. Yes. Oh my gosh. You have to tag things on wherever this goes out to. Yes. Um, because that was the best testimonial ever. <laughs> like the best I you. I'm like, I'm getting it. And not only am I getting it, but I'm going to feel connected as I'm rinsing and squeezing out yes. from my vajayjay. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you know, I could um, really make my roses grow with this blood. <laughs> Okay, I had an interview with um on my on my podcast with Diana um Samson and she talked about that that she uses her period blood to plant her plants and she said they've been thriving. Thriving. They say that all the time. I've never done it, um, but they say that all the time. And then on one of the TV shows I watched, I love a good drug cartel TV show, my absolute hands-down favorite. I need like drug cartel level drama in my TV shows. Um, one of the bad guys had this like beautiful rose garden and it was kind of insinuated that like when they killed people, he used like blood, it's roses to like grow beautifully. Right. And I was like, I've never seen it that way, but, um, that's the first time I've seen it that way. But I was like, I've always heard around women using it, um, things like that. Fascinating. I think about it and then I'm like, look at me. I'm just wasting this down the drain down the drain. I love that on your style podcast, this is what we're talking about. This, this is what's important. It is. And yeah, my mission in life is to take away the stigma of the vanity and the beauty, like the need to just be beautiful outwardly with style. Cause it's so deeper than that for me. Like, it touches all facets of our life. And for, I think personally, we just learn so much about ourselves. Like, am I, if you're hiding in your clothes, you're hiding somewhere else in your life. If you're hundred percent not worthy of, or in here, you feel like you're not worthy of investing in yourself. You're not investing in yourself somewhere else. If you're scared yes. to be seen in this house or whatever, I mean, I can just take it so many different places and it always comes back to connecting with our body. And like you said, like we've been stifled. Well, our bodies have been used against us for millennia. At yep. This yep. We're constantly trying to find my favorite thing um, is I want to be sexy, but not too sexy. I want to be sexy, but I don't want to look like a hooker. We're constantly trying to find where we exist between, um, to use religion as a bad example, where do we exist between being the virgin and the whore? And, yes. And being that, and expressing that in our clothes. And then we become moms and we're like, oh, fuck. Now I got to start all over. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's so much there. There's so much there. And that's why the full expression is so important. Whatever that means to you, to allow that to really come through. Because that's the greatest revolution is for a woman to be expressed. Fully, yeah. Truly, truly. To be able to, to use her voice to use her skills, her talents, her beauty, whatever that is in a way that she feels. Mm-hmm. That's it. Not somebody else dictating one way or another or this or that or whatever. We've had enough of that. Yeah. So that full expression, I mean, that's a revolution and I'm here for it. So here for it. That's why I honestly don't even like to refer to myself as a personal stylist because it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um and I use the word style coach a lot because it is so much for that. And I have invested in coaching on myself for years. Um, and I'm constantly training in that space. And I believe in that so wholeheartedly. But I feel like this is a full circle moment, fully expressed. And to me, that just made me think about your podcast name, Feminine and Fulfilled. 
So I feel like that's a great time. I feel like you've given me so much of your time. So I feel like I'd love for you to take a few more minutes and share any last words of wisdom with the audience and where they can find you and how they can start engineering their life. And I know everyone's <laughs> best after this conversation because we've touched, these are my favorite conversations where we've touched on all the things and it just so organically flows. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. I actually have a special gift for your audience, for all the beautiful listeners. So um, one of the things when we're talking about full expression and style and all of these things is really allowing yourself to dream again. So I have my 100 dreams list template. This is what oh. I use to begin dreaming again. And I am an engineer, so I made a geeky template that's really beautiful um, for you to have and fill out and start dreaming again. So you can grab that at thelifeengineer.com slash dreams. Um, I'd love for you to have that and begin dreaming and living those dreams. And you can find me um, on Instagram at the life engineer. My website is the life engineer. Um, and then I'm on Facebook at Shazia T-L-E as in the life engineer. And then my podcast is called Feminine and Fulfilled. So <laughs> I just went full, like fully opposite, but um, in terms of titling, but I really wanted to make it clear that as women, we get to be feminine, whatever that means and feel fulfilled from the inside out. So I look forward to connecting. Yes. Um, I'm definitely going to get your hundred uh, dreams list template. And instantly I was like, oh, maybe this is something that I need to start sharing with my clients. I love in the beginning part of like when I get to work with new people or like, what are your dreams? What are your goals? Because we can yes. faster with your style when you feel truly expressed. Yes. And when you go all in on your dreams, not just like what you think is realistic, but allowing yourself to really dream and put it out there. The universe, the divine God will conspire to like bring everything to you. It just, it just happens magically. And again, we get to receive that. Yes. Funny you said that I was on call last night and they were like, what are your dreams? Just say it. So I'm going to say it here too, since we're talking about it. So my, one of my dreams in 2023 is to go to Italy and take my whole family. So I'm just putting that and out so there. You show. And I can't wait to see the pictures. I know that's, I just, when you said that, I said, oh, I'm going to say it. And then fast forward, I'm going to be posting these photos on Instagram in six to eight months or however long it takes. Yeah, you are. I, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> well, Thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure. My favorite conversation. I love conversations like this. Um, and everybody, go check her out. It, I mean, I'm speechless. I don't even know what else to say. Just thank you <laughs> so much for being on the podcast today and thank giving us your time. Thank you.